Do your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to be with you on this busy day. I'm like, if only we had a few things to talk about. I got nothing. Thanks for being here. Hello and good night. I'm quoting my inner John Fetterman. (laughs) All right, so we got big news to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Glad that you're here. This is your home for common sense conservatism. It's not complicated. Everything we're going to be looking at today is going to be viewed through that lens. And you already have it. You were born with it. They want to take it from you. This ability to know right from wrong, up from down. All of it. And we're going to walk through it. Do not despair. Do not lose hope. That is what they want. That is not what they shall get. Certainly not here. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation. Under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Think about that. Think about, I say this all the time, because there's, there's a word in, in that pledge that in a moment resonates with me. But every single thing I just said to you, the uniparty swamp machine left of suck, wants to destroy. They don't want us to be one nation. They don't want God to be a part of anything. They've gone so far out of their ways to whittle him out of our lives. But they can't. Any more than they can separate you from your love of what this place is, what it means, how it makes you feel. There's no separating you from that. There's no lawsuit. There's no Supreme Court decision. There's no vaccine, there's no mandate, there's no crazy that can bog you down to the point where you give up. It is not who we are. And they know that. And they've known that for decades. And every single time they've tried to destroy us, we've uncovered more of a really dark and sinister underbelly of humanity. They will not win. So yesterday, so interesting, my phone starts blowing up. Colorado Supreme Court rules Donald Trump is disqualified from running for president and order that his name be removed from the state ballot under the 14th Amendment for engaging in 
an insurrection. You know, I thought it was bad. Watching the never-ending parade of government overreach. As, as citizens' homes are invaded in pre-dawn raids and their families are scared to death. As people are picked up in parking lots, in grocery stores, on the job, even on planes. Arrested, harassed, accused, judged, convicted, and thrown away. I thought it was bad enough that we were watching the wrongly, the harshly convicted, and the numbers tick up. Now we've just skipped past it. We've skipped past the judge. We've skipped past the jury. No need for actual charges. No need for any kind of procedure. You are guilty, Donald Trump. And what you are guilty of is exposing us for who we are. And our survival depends on your destruction. I'm not going to get all fussy about what the Supreme Court has decided to do of Colorado. It is going to the highest court. And make no mistake, this is exactly what they want. Not just the left, but the right too. Because they're in on it together. It's a sick little, a sick little relationship. And we're seeing it all every single day. So the Colorado Supreme Court, they've decided that, that Donald Trump must be disqualified from serving as president under the 14th Amendment. They say that he incited an insurrection. His words, what he said how they, those words were interpreted and what people they say did with those words, Donald Trump is responsible for. So ostensibly by this, if you should say to somebody, go jump in the, you know, jump off a bridge and they do, you are guilty of their murder or their passing. It is odd, totally idiotic and we know this. This is the desperation. So they've already stolen election. They've stolen the election of 2020. We know this. It's not even negotiable. I don't care. Anybody out there who wants to take me on, let's go. It's not enough for them to take your vote to flood the system with bogus mail-in ballots. It's not enough for 2,000 mules to be caught on geo-tracking information, showing their whereabouts. As they go time and time and time and time and time again to deliver bogus ballots to these drop boxes. It's not enough that they steal. They know they can't get enough votes to make up the deficit. They know they cannot fight the momentum that is not Donald Trump. It is MAGA. They've tried everything. They've tried to tell everybody that you're an extremist, that you're a danger, that you're a terrorist, that because you love America, you are extreme, that you are the enemy. And along the way, a lot of disenfranchised groups have started to pay attention. If they can go after Donald Trump like this, they can go after anyone, and they will, and they have. 
Do you think black voters aren't paying attention to what's going on? Do you think anybody out there think it's a reasonable thing in a democracy where the votes of the people, the majority decide and the elected representatives who we pick, who are not chosen by the elite powerful few, but that we select. They do as we say. Well, these people think you don't have a vote anymore. You don't have a voice. And they know that there is no way that they can overcome Donald Trump's insurmountable momentum. There are not enough votes to cheat. There are not enough people to steal from. And so therefore, their last desperate move, actually, there's one more and it terrifies me. One of their final moves is to render him completely impotent. You are incapable We are going to use a Civil War era decision, something that went back to the Confederacy of the United States. And isn't all of this so peculiar as we're also watching the Reconciliation Memorial symbolizing the healing of the relations between North and South in this country? The statue that has stood in Arlington National Cemetery for more than 100 years. The dismantling, the attempt to dismantle that. They do what they accuse Donald Trump of doing. And America sees it. We see all of it. We see you for what you are and you are so terrified. Is it also not so unusual that as all this was going on with Donald Trump, breaking news, Donald Trump is not going to be on the ballot and Coloradans won't be able to write him in. As this is breaking, a judge rules that the travel logs, the flight logs from the Lolita Express information names of 177 known associates of pedophile Jeffrey Epstein will be made public. The day after New Year's. Happy 2024. They are being exposed. The slimy sex schemes, the drugs, the bribes, the money laundering, the insider trading, the fantastic enrichment, the schemes that never focus on you that are completely antithetical to this United States of America. All of these things are purposeful. They need chaos. Remember, if other states decide to follow suit, if the Supreme Court decides not to weigh in, you can bank on a revolution. And they need that revolution to be the chaos that sparks a government intervention. We're going to swoop in We're going to quell the chaos. And before you know it, your new liberal world order will be in place. Hallelujah. Yeah, there's just one small problem. They've got to get through us first. Stay tuned, Vivek Ramaswamy, with the throwdown. Good for you, Vivek. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, so there's this group. This group who's suing on behalf of these Colorado voters who are just so aghast at Donald Trump and what he did on January 6th, he broke the law. 
Well, it's interesting. He's not been held, you know, hasn't had any criminal charges filed against him. There's been no trial. He has not been convicted. And if you look at Article 3, Section 3, I should say, of the 14th Amendment, it's a Civil War era statute. It's designed to to ban, to bar ex-Confederates from holding federal office. Though, of course, former President Trump has not been charged with, much less convicted, of inciting an insurrection on January 6th. It's preposterous. Everybody knows it's preposterous. Vivek Ramaswamy, was he hot yesterday? Pledging to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary. I'm going to get to that, but I want you to hear this attorney. His name is Sean Grimsley. (laughs) He sounds like a real, you know, hot rod, doesn't he? Sean Grimsley. He's on with CNN's Caitlin Collins, and he's an attorney for the Colorado voters who want Trump off the ballot, right? How do you respond to criticism that what you're doing here is undemocratic? Because we, the people, are supposed to choose who we want. You're not supposed to get involved and dictate who we can vote for. How do you respond to criticism? Here's the scary response. Listen to this. What do you make of what's at the basis of the criticism of this argument, which is that it's undemocratic and that it's the voters who should be able to be the ones who are making this decision about who's on the ballot and who's not. I mean, Chris Christie is one of the biggest critics. He is trying to take Donald Trump's job as potentially the next president. And he is saying that he thinks this is the wrong ruling. Uh, Well, I I respect Chris Christie's uh, view on this, but qualifications by definition keep people off ballots and prevent people from voting for who they want to vote for. So, for instance, if Obama wanted to run again, he could not, even though I'm sure there are many people out there who would love to see him serve as president. Arnold Schwarzenegger could not run for president because he is not a natural born citizen. Qualifications, again, by definition, keep people off the ballot. And Donald Trump is the only person to blame for this. I understand that his supporters may be upset that he could be off the ballot, but he needs to look in the mirror as to what he did on January 6th and the days leading up to it. He is the one, and it is his actions that are going to be the thing that keeps him off the ballot. He engaged in insurrection. Mm. The framers of the 14th Amendment after the Civil War said, we will not have people holding office who have taken a solemn oath to support the Constitution, represent our country again. And he has done that to himself. What has Donald Trump done? Because I'll tell you what he did. He won. That's what all this is about. Donald Trump is responsible for this, he's telling you. So they want you to believe that because Donald Trump, as as a human being, with the inalienable rights we're all granted here in this country which is why people die to get here. He had the the right and the freedom to assemble, to gather, to speak freely. We also have the right to seek redress from our elected representatives. That is exactly what that day was. It was Americans, a million of them, gathering together and saying, this is not right. Hear us now, representatives. Hear us. And we were silenced and squelched and censored and harassed and arrested and convicted and thrown away because of it. And everybody knows that is the truth. Everyone knows what January 6th was. 
Everyone knows why they needed that to happen. You can't steal an election, ladies and gentlemen. And get away with it in the digital age of photos and and digital technology, instant access to information, instant dissemination of it. They needed something major. And they got it. And they have been using it and beating it for three years. And this is perhaps their final straw. I was grateful to hear Vivek Ramaswamy loudly, immediately say this is absolutely wrong. Anybody who says otherwise is exposed, as that attorney you just heard, of being the actual threat to democracy in America. Because that's not how things happen in this country. If you think that is how things happen in this country, that somebody can wave a wand and poof, decide whether or not people can vote on your behalf, whether or not you can appear on a ballot, they'll stop at nothing to take everything from you. These people are the danger. Vivek Ramaswamy called it out. He pledged to withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary unless Donald Trump is allowed on the ballot. And then he went further and he demanded that his running mates or his... I guess, co-candidates, DeSantis, Christie, and Haley do the same thing. Oddly quiet in all of this. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Where are you? See, North is still North. Right is right. No matter how you swing in the political winds. Oddly silent. Vivek, and we have sound from him. We also have some sound from Chris Christie coming up. Interesting that these are the two guys who step forward and say, you know what? Absolutely not going to happen. And the GOP in Colorado showing an unusual growth of huevos. We're used to a highly emasculated, ineffective, impotent GOP. Within hours of this decision in Colorado, the GOP leadership there in that state threw down the gauntlet. Oh, yeah? You want this to be how it's going to be? We reject that. These people believe they know better than all of the rest of us. That they get to decide. That they choose who rules. They pick the winners and the losers. And they use a sordid web of bribery and bullying and money and extortion and threats And all of that sordid stuff to get their way. Not this time. Don't go anywhere. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, this really would be a wonderful opportunity for those in the GOP to grow a pair. Because times call for leadership. Show us what you got. Next. You know, I said this and I will stand by it because I believe what I tell you every single day. And I'll tell you when I get something wrong. I said to you when Ron DeSantis decided, Ron DeSantis specifically, when he decided to get in this race, I looked at Brock and I was like, this is the beginning of the end of his political future. We agreed. This is nobody else's time. This is one person's time. This is Donald Trump's time. 
Nobody else can vindicate him. Nobody else understands what happened. Nobody understands the deceit and the betrayal. Nobody understands how disgustingly corrupt and backwards, incestuous and deviant Congress is. Donald Trump does. He's got the goods. He's got the binder. He's got the photos. He's got it all. And they know that he does. This is his time. And I said to Ron DeSantis, if you want to save your political future, you were a great governor. Go be a great governor for another four years. You do not need to ascend the way Barack Obama did. Cherry picked for a reason after only 1400 days in the Senate. Because, you know, he was so qualified because he was black. Ron DeSantis should have said, no, I will not run. This is Donald Trump's war. And I am MAGA. And I will help him win it. Ladies and gentlemen, game over. Game over. Write your ticket, dude. 2028. And selfishly, I would just want Josh Hawley there now. To me, DeSantis is dead. Politically dead. He said nothing yesterday after all of this. I don't know what kind of advice he's getting. The one thing that could possibly save Ron DeSantis' political future is for him to do exactly what Vivek Ramaswamy did, but now it's too late. Because now he's going to be following a leader, and the leader is not him. Vivek saying, screw you, Colorado. Screw you, anybody who believes that you can destroy America by rotting the very system that we depend on to, to govern ourselves. Not happening. Even Chris Christie is speaking up about this. So let's figure this out reasonably. How do we wish to do this? I want to say this because the Colorado GOP, I think very impressively, within hours of the Supreme Court decision in Colorado to remove Donald Trump's name, came out with a statement saying they will withdraw from the Colorado primary. They will, they will withdraw. They will convert to a caucus system if Donald Trump's ballot decision stands. Here's your story, trendingpoliticsnews.com. In response to Tuesday's unprecedented Colorado Supreme Court decision to bar former President Donald Trump from the ballot in 2024, the Colorado Republican Party has vowed to withdraw from the state's primary and convert to a pure caucus system if the ruling is allowed to stand. Good for them. Shortly after the unprecedented decision was announced, Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy said he would be withdrawing from the state's primary do we have that, Brock? We do. He said he would withdraw from the primary and he encouraged everybody else to do the same. Having tried every trick in the book to eliminate President Trump from running, the bipartisan establishment is now deploying a new tactic to bar him from ever holding office again. The 14th Amendment. This was Ramaswamy in an ex post. I want you to hear what he said. It looks like he's in maybe his his campaign trailer bus whatever it is very nice somebody's holding the camera and he lets go and he says this listen they have just tried to bar president trump from the colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th amendment to our u.s constitution 
This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed-out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we, the people, select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. Yes. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake. Whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump's name is restored. This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing or else they're complicit in what the security state is trying to do to shut down Trump. I stand by that and I expect them to do the right thing. Amen. We'll hold our breath, Vivek. Now, in response to the Colorado Republican Party's decision to withdraw from the primary, all sorts of stuff happening on X, right? All sorts of Twitter users stating that they were switching their party registration. I'm changing my voter registration from independent to Republican. As a veteran, I swore to help protect America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, one ex-user wrote. I just changed my voter registration from libertarian-affiliated to Republican-affiliated, said another. They have no idea... They just threw a rock at a hornet's nest. If we can't unify around basic right versus wrong, then is there saving of this country? Chris Christie had a campaign event, some kind of a, a town hall. He's got a microphone. He's milling around. He says this is like 30 minutes after the the Colorado decision dropped, which, of course, Donald Trump and his team will appeal to the high court. And Chris Christie says, look, I saw it. It's like a hundred and some odd page decision. He says, I leafed through the beginning of it. I can't tell you all the nuance of it, but I can tell you this is flat out wrong. Listen to Chris Christie moments after the decision. Go. What I will say is this. I do not believe Donald Trump should be prevented from being president of the United States by any court. I think he should be prevented from being president of the United States by the voters of this country. That's what I think. And I and 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 I don't and, and I don't believe that it's good for our country if he's precluded from the ballot um, by a court. I think it's bad for the country if that happens. Now, the other reason I believe that is because, you know, he will have had to incite insurrection, be a part of an insurrection for him to be excluded. There's been no trial of him 
on that. Facts. And while I have very strong feelings about that, as you know, I also have very strong feelings of the fact that people in this country um, deserve to have a trial before rights are taken away from them and deserve to have a decision by a jury of their peers before rights are taken away from them. So I know it will be counterintuitive to a lot of people who listen to me about Donald Trump, but I hope it just goes to prove you I don't hate him. I don't. I just think what he's done is horribly wrong and that he doesn't deserve the right that we would give him as voters to lead us again. See, Chris Christie, I had a moment uh, had a moment of clarity on you there because you actually spoke truth. Right is right, north is north. Full stop, line in the sand, not negotiable. It is what it is. It's like a parent saying to their child when they ask why, because I said so. Because I said so. Discussion over. But Chris Christie is using the same predicate that all these other suckwads are using. That Donald Trump did something wrong, but nobody can tell you what it is. What did he do? He didn't break into somebody's home. He didn't rob a store. Well, hell, in America today, you can get away with that kind of crap. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't have sex with a child. He's not involved in money laundering. He's not a drug dealer. What did he do? He pushed back. He stood up for what we all said and saw and felt and knew. It is wrong. Look, we can get busy in our own lives. I get it. I'm with you. I earned these bags under my eyes for heaven's sakes. But at what point is your final straw? For Chris Christie to campaign off of the idea that Donald Trump is dangerous or did something wrong that day. What did he do, Chris? He had the audacity to love America more than anything else. I don't believe for a minute Donald Trump got up to be president because he needed the ego pump. Can you imagine a worse job in the world? Constant scrutiny. Constant BS, all of the fake news, the 95% negative garbage, the lies, the tapestry of filth. But he loves America. And that love speaks to that thing in you that's pumping in your heart that allows you to see this with great clarity. To see the people in your life who don't feel the same way you do. For all these other people, they want to be in the chair. They want to be first string. They want to sit in the number one seat. I want America to win. I want America to be glorious and free and safe and extraordinary. I want to be able to believe people again. I want to trust the science. I want to believe my doctor. I want to live in this farcical fairy tale world where people actually do what they say they're going to do. They tell the truth and they care. But what we see is a very tragic underbelly. It is insecurity, it is greed, it is narcissism, 
It is desperation. And beyond that, it is a very real attempt to destroy the foundation of who we are. Not on my watch. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, the day wouldn't be complete if we didn't make you angry with a little Jamie Raskin. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's have fun with him. Let's see what he's going to say. The constitutional scholar that he is. I'm sure he sees the lunacy in this Colorado Supreme Court decision or not. Next. Well, you gotta love this. As all this crazy, all this nonsense, the trampling of our rights, the distortion of the facts of January 6th, the wild allegation that Donald Trump did anything wrong that day, that he should be held responsible for other people's actions when the Democrats don't even take responsibility for their own decisions, for their own moves. Eh, just get an abortion. Oh, wait a minute. You had sex and got pregnant? Eh, don't worry about that. We'll cover it for you. But yeah, Donald Trump is supposed to be responsible for what everybody else does. Really? I mean, think about the lunacy. What are we doing? We need a monster dose of group therapy. Facts. So how wonderful that we've got Jamie Raskin. He's going to talk to us about, you know, this is good. This is, this is a good thing. It's perfectly reasonable, of course, to celebrate the decision to deny voters a free and fair election. Well, according to Jamie Raskin, it is. Listen. This is just a question of law. It's like if a 14-year-old tried to run for president, would that person be kept off of uh, the ballot? Because the Constitution says you have to be 35 years old to run for president. And what? this disqualification clause says you cannot be on the ballot for president or you cannot serve as president <laughs> if you have participated in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. Oh. And so I would think that regardless of what your politics are, what your party is, everybody should agree that this is everybody. a question of law that's got to be settled by the courts. Oh, it's got to be said. It's law. If you participated in an insurrection, you should be disqualified, just like a 14-year-old isn't allowed to be president. How does that make any sense to you? It doesn't. He's putting the cart before the horse. Because, of course, you have to prove that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. How stupid. And they want us wasting our time on this. Well, let's not. Okay? Let's just trust, in some capacity, that, that logic and common sense will ultimately prevail. Or, if it doesn't, we will all be privy, we will have front row seats to the destruction of America. Because that's what will happen. I want to I talk about this. While all this is going on, of course, you've got the Biden crime family. They are boiling. They're in a cauldron. It is boiling over on the stove. Hunter decides to give the middle finger to Congress. Eh, I'm not going to show. Screw you. How would that work for you? Beyond that, how lovely that he and Joe decided to go Christmas shopping. Mm, love it. Delaware, absolutely. Let's go Christmas shopping. Let's, let's snarl down a, a mall <laughs> so Joe Biden and Hunter can go buy whatever they wanted. I guess they've got pipes and, and bongs and stuff at Spencer's Gifts. Maybe they stopped in there. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, so I want you... To, this is so ridiculous. 
Hunter flies on Marine One. Apparently, he's chumming with the first family. He defies a congressional subpoena. He should be held in contempt of Congress. And he's on Marine One, specifically not reported by the White House. Why are you hiding? Because normally they list all the passengers who were on board with the president. Why did you omit Hunter Biden's name? Series of questions on this fact. Let's hear it. Jackie Heinrich. She is from Fox. What, what, what's going on? Why didn't you include his name? Listen. We were all just watching the first family's return from Delaware on Marine One, and my colleague Peter Ducey noticed someone hop off the chopper who was not on the passenger list the White House gave us, Hunter Biden. So Hunter is apparently here at the White House after uh, defying a congressional subpoena uh, while being indicted and facing a maximum of 17 years behind bars on the financial crimes, plus another 25 on the gun charges that he is facing. Middle finger. Middle finger to you because you pay for Marine One. You pay for its fuel, its pilot. You, f- you pay for all of the people who have to make it happen. You pay for all that. Hunter Biden. With the big F you to you. But she continues. Jackie Heinrich then in the press pool says to Corrine Jean-Pierre, so what's the deal? Why, why are we paying for this crap? Listen. The reason I asked is just the, the legal trouble he's facing, if leaving him off the list would appear to sound like an effort to conceal him. Um, and I guess the question that it begs is, why does the president think it's appropriate that taxpayer dollars should be used to fly him around when he's been indicted and justified a congressional subpoena? It's a fantastic question, Jackie. I can only imagine as Corrine is frantically searching through her binder of answers, how she's going to respond to this. Right. How are we going to respond to this? Why are taxpayers paying for Hunter Biden to hitch a ride on Marine One to come pal around at the White House to do God knows what in the people's house? It is our house after all. Right. So what's Corrine Jean-Pierre's answer? I'm sure it's a good one. Let's listen in. So I would refer you to uh, Hunter's personal representatives as it relates to any questions about uh, the legal affairs. Uh, But as you know, as you know, as it relates to the past couple of days, as I just stated to your colleague, Stalling. Uh, is that, uh, you know, um, the president and their family were uh, obviously, uh, it was a somber, a somber anniversary uh, that they were recognizing. Uh, and uh, So what? So you could imagine what that is like uh, for them. Oh, God. And, um, and I'll say lastly, and I've said this many times before, the many. president and the first lady love their son very, very much. That's it. But as it relates to anything... Uh, in regards to his legal affairs, I would have to... That's uh, not the question, Corrine. Why are taxpayers paying for it? I just don't have anything else to add. I just don't have anything else to add. She wasted 21 minutes of bloviating. Stalling, right? I bet you her term papers are as bad as Claudine Gay's. Only to tell you, oh, they were celebrating or commemorating a terrible anniversary, the death of Joe's first wife and daughter. What, 60 years ago? What was it, 50 years ago? Right? That should excuse him. It, I'm sure you can imagine the pain. What does that have to do with anything, Corrine? You suck. There you go. See, we just need brevity is the soul of wit. Sometimes two words say what a thousand couldn't. Okay. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program coming up. A new straw poll. Why I feel great confidence in Generation Z next.